Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. So hey, we're in the series, as uh, Justin mentioned, Lord, teach us how to pray. And today I'm going to be speaking about uh, petition. It's one of the seven prayer types that we're going to be teaching you on. And uh, we want to make sure that you're walking away today in the series uh, dates to come and the the sermons that we're going to be preaching on the series, that you're walking away feeling empowered, equipped on how to pray, how to pray. It's extremely important. Big part of our faith is as defined as Christians, you know, we, we need to be praying. Praying is an intricate part of our faith. And so how to pray, how to pray effective prayers is extremely important. We can just pray and like, yeah, Lord, we thank you for this, thank you for that. And like, and it's just, you know, it's just that kind of basic prayer. But I want us to be praying effective prayers, prayers that have sustenance to them, they have prayers that are powerful, make a difference in our lives, and that we see results. It's so important that we just don't pray for the sake of praying, but we really pray because we want an outcome, right? We want an outcome of our prayers. That's what it's about. So I want to to encourage you to lean in this morning, turn to someone next to you, shake them, and tell them, we're going somewhere this morning. Come on. Yes. All right. There we go. Don't shake them off the chair. Keep them on their chairs, please. If there there should be seatbelts, you can buckle yourself in. Uh, There is going to be a shaking and a moving this morning. All right. So last time, Shettle preached two weeks ago on adoration was the first part of the seven types of prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father, recognizing that God is our Father. Being a Father, He's our provider. Uh, in heaven, He created the world. He created the heavens. He created earth. He's all-powerful. He's able to do over and above our expectations more than what we could ever imagine. And uh, hallowed be your name. He is holy. He is to be revered. He is to be adored. And so I want to encourage us to remember when we approach God, who He is And uh, that is the first line or two in the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to be speaking about petition, petitioning God for things. And it is that line in the scripture or in the prayer, uh, the Lord's Prayer, is that give us this day our daily bread. It's like giving, asking, asking. And to be honest, most times our our prayer requests are about asking. It's like, God, please, can you give me? And it's like a bit of a it's like a bit of a wish list, right, that we come to God with. It's like, Lord, can you please give me, please provide him. And to be honest, the most intrinsic part of prayer and prayer life is just asking God for stuff and asking him for help, right? Let's, let's be honest. Anyone can, does that, that resonate with anyone over here? Okay, a few honest people. The rest of you are a bunch of liars. So, no, that's, that's, that's what it's about. It's, it's about coming and asking God for things. And, and why do we need to do that? Why do we need to ask God for stuff when he already presumably knows all these things. The all-loving God, creator of this world, knows how many hairs are on your head. Why do we have to go and ask God for things? Why? It's a good question. I'll leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Father, I pray for this morning. I pray for your presence over this morning, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will anoint my words this morning. And that people, Lord, will be touched, changed, and we ask for transformation of hearts this morning above everything else. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So I'm just recovering from a bit of a cold, so I might take a sip or two every now and then. 
Blind Bartimaeus, um, you guys remember him. He was, uh, he, was, he was in the city of Jericho. Jesus was walking in the city of Jericho with the disciples. And I want to go to that story because I think I find it very interesting uh, when it comes to petition. Mark 10, verses 46 to uh, 52, NRV, I'm reading over there. You can turn with me to your Bibles. This, uh, the text should be uh, behind me as well. And it goes like this. Then they came to Jericho. Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting along the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he, shout, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted even more, son of David, have mercy on me. And I really just respect Bartimaeus. He was like petitioning. He was like, no, man, I'm not, I'm not going to remain silent over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to petition. Jesus, son of David, hear me. Hear my voice. He wasn't silent and he, he, he was petitioning, basically. What do you, and so, so Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped up to his feet and he came to Jesus. What do you want from me, said Jesus. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see again. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. You can imagine, he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus asked him, what do you want? The crowd must have been, don't you, don't you see Jesus? He's, he's blind. <laughs> so why, why, why are you asking? I mean, like, obviously, it's pretty obvious what he wants. It's pretty obvious. And, you know, so, so what's going on over here, guys? So let's, let's be honest. Jesus was intentional in this moment. It wasn't like Jesus was playing dumb. He was very, very intentional at this moment when he asked Bartimaeus, um, what exactly do you want? And although God knows what we need, God still wants us to articulate it to him. He still wants us to verbalize the things of our heart to him. And that is what we do when it comes to petitionary prayer. That is what it is when we need to articulate and God wants us to articulate. It might sound like nagging over and over and over again, the same things, but God is happy to hear from us. He wants to hear our heart's desire. And the whole point of petitionary prayer, and this is a real important point, the whole reason Jesus wants us to petition to him is that he wants relationship with us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to hear your heart. He wants, to, uh, he wants to, you to come close to him. He wants to hear your inner desires. He wants to hear your deepest dreams. He wants relationship with you. He doesn't want prayer to be a transaction. Like Jesus, can I please have? Thank you. Thank you. Tuck. I paid at the kasar, and here yeah, I've taken my groceries with me. No. It's about relationship. You seeking presence with God. God this is my heart's inner desires. I want more of this. I want you, please, to help me with this. Come to a place of petitioning, petition, petition, petition. And guys, when you, when you do that, there's, there's things that are going to change in your heart when you do that. I know it's for me, this is the case. When I pray in the morning and I ask for God for things and I keep bringing that same thing up and he's like, oh, you, know, you might be thinking, oh, all right, Matthew, here we go again. 
But I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm not going to be remain silent. This is my heart's desire. This is what I want. This is what I want to see come to pass in my life and the lives of those around me. I pray for you every week, every day. Trusting, Lord, I want our people to discover what it means to live their best lives in Christ. And this is my heart's desire, my dream for you. And, and so when, we, when I do that, I stand in faith. Guys, it's, it's only by faith that we're going to see things come to pass in our lives. What is faith? Things hoped for, things not yet seen. Jesus is that hope. He is the thing that we put our lives and put our, our feet on, standing hope for and believing, trusting for the things to come to pass in our life and trusting and believing. This, uh, as I was preparing this message, I, I went to the praise reports and went through. So again, if you guys haven't started logging prayer requests, please again scan the QR code on the menu. There's prayer and praise reports. Um, I go through them quite often. And this week I just decided, hey, I'm going to go read some of those praise reports again. And uh, there's a couple of people I want to highlight this morning, Puru and Brenda. I want to highlight you guys, Charlie and Yulia. Are you guys here? And I saw Yulia this morning earlier. And then also I want to, uh, Sam, our German rapper, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight you, spotlight you this morning as well too. So Puru and Brenda, I read your, your incredible testimony of just how God came in in an unbelievable situation. Puru and Brenda and their two beautiful daughters are from India. Puru, you came over here. And with your good daughters, and we were waiting for documentation to arrive for Brenda, but it was taking a while. But it actually happened much, much quicker. I mean, Migrhuns Verket, it was incredible. They came through much, much quicker. Who's been in a situation they've been waiting for Migrhuns Verket? I know Kala and Nati, you guys were waiting a year. You had to go to Spain and go wait there. Kitty, you're still waiting. Favor, a few others as well, too. Lord came through for you guys in an incredibly fast way. And that was because you guys were petitioning. For God, this is what I want. This is what my family wants. This is what I want. It was a yearning and a deep desire for that. The Abernethys, some of you, most of you know their story. Abernethys, were, uh, they're living in, they were living in Clogs, Hum, from before. Beautiful uh, apartment. They, uh, the Lord just set it on their hearts to move to the city, buy a beautiful big apartment over there with high ceilings. And um, they had to sell their place in Clogs, Hum, for that. Guys, they had eight viewings eight viewings, and not a single person showed up. How demoralizing is that? <laughs> Guys, it, it doesn't happen normally. Like, at least there would be one person to show up in one viewing. Eight in a row. Not a single person arrived. After the eighth session, after the eighth viewing, there was one person that just came with a huge bid, way above the asking price, if I understand. Way above the asking price. And they were like, yes, let's sign. And it was just in time, just in time so that they can make sure that they did the transaction for the new apartment. Why did God wait so long? I don't know, but I know he came through. He came through for them in an incredible, incredible way. Samuel, our German rapper, I love you, man. You're an incredible human being. Do you know that? God is going to do amazing things in your life over and above that you can ever imagine. It's just a starting point. It's just a turning point for you right now. You've got a bright and prosperous future, my friend. When I read your testimony of how God came and intervened, it's been a bit of a journey, a bit of a process, but you took some drastic steps, delivered from addictions in all kinds of other areas. Lord, just turned your heart around. You saw amazing things happen now this year, or even at the end of last year. And guys, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a, a day where I'm just feeling like, oh, the world's pressures are upon me. 
I'm going to go and read Samuel's testimony. And I know that I'm going to get encouraged because the Lord is good and he is faithful. He's able to do over and above our expectations. And guys, this is again, it's because they have been petitioning, petitioning God for a drastic change in their life. And this is what I want for this church, guys. I don't want us to be a church that just kind of just sits there and like, oh, Lord, I hope it's possible. No, petition, petition. I'm going to be very practical a little bit later, as you know I am, and give you guys some really solid nuggets to work with later on. And so let's keep praying. Let's keep petitioning as Puru, Brenda, Charlie, Yulia, and Sam did for breakthrough in your life. And we're going to have an opportunity to pray during the last song at the end to pray for you specifically for things that you've been standing in faith for for a long time. John 14, 14 says this, if you ask anything in my name, it will be done for you. So what does this phrase mean like in my name? What, what, you know, what, what does he actually mean by that? To pray in the name of Jesus means to pray in line with God's character and his purpose. To pray in the name of Jesus means to pray in line with God's character, but also his purpose. It's not promising stuff that contradicts his character or contravenes his purpose. You know, when our wills and our desires are aligned with God's desires and God's will, that is where the miracle happens. That is where the miracle happens. When our will, our desires, God's will, God's desires are aligned. Anknutninspunt in Swedish. That is where the miracle happens. And I want, to, I want to encourage you guys this morning to be praying and hearing God's voice. When you pray, pray like this. God, speak to me this morning. I want to hear your voice. I want you to, to pray like that so that you hear God's will and desire. And as you do so, it will become yours as well. And you will see things come to pass in your life. You'll be standing in faith for and believing there's this, uh, this couple that I, that I heard of. Their name is Robbie and Holly. Uh, interesting, interesting story. So Robbie and Holly, they went, uh, they, they were, uh, went on, a, a, um, on, a, on a honeymoon. They arrived at the island at the airport. The shuttle was supposed to pick them up. It didn't arrive. So they had to spend, they were like kind of just, you know, fresh out of university and, and uh, didn't have a lot of money. Spent all their savings on taxis to try and get to the other side of the island. When they arrived at the hotel, they spoke to the, uh, the hotel manager about the scenario. He just brushed it off and was frankly extremely rude. Robbie's mom got to hear about the story of what happened, and so she went onto LinkedIn. She found the hotel owner, and she sent him an email. 24 hours later, Robbie and Holly got a full refund for their taxi fare. What is the point of this story? Is that when you go, there is power going to the top. There is power going to the top. That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. When we're going to the Father, we are going uh, to God Almighty with Jesus. That is the most powerful, powerful way to pray. Let's go to the top, guys. Jesus made a way through the cross so we can get to him and pray to him directly. And that is the power of praying in the name of Jesus. What did Jesus say about, about prayer and about petition? In Matthew 7, verses 7, he says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door 
will be opened. I'm told that in Greek, and I'm not a Greek philosopher over here, uh, that there is a continuous present tense here when, 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 um, when the scripture was written in, in the original Greek. It means literally that ask, it's like asking and keep on asking and you'll get. Keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened. Jesus is inviting us into a, 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 a presence of, of perseverance, to a place of perseverance, persevering in prayer. Knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. And you will find the door will be opened. Continue to do so. Let's continue to read in Matthew 7, verses 9. Which of you, if his sons ask for bread, will give him a stone, or asks for a fish and give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts to those who ask him? So Jesus is telling us to explicitly ask the Father to give over here. And he's, and, and he's also saying that the Father's love is so, so, so much for us as, as our children. He will give to us as his children, as we ask, as we ask for specific things. Again, uh, let, let, let's, be, let's be clear, guys. When we petition to God, I want us to be specific in the ask. Lord, I, want, I, Lord, I need bread for this day. Lord, I need fish for this day. That, that's just an illustration. It could be the things that you're asking for and standing in faith for in your life. My three boys, Dylan, Jason, Caleb, if you haven't met them, I'm sure you'll see them or notice them. They're quite rowdy. They take over a building. And um, they're, they're, they're very good at petitioning. Very, very good. And any parents in the house of here will know that your children petition for things, right? So they're like, Daddy, please. Mama, please. I see Emmanuel, Esther, you guys are smiling, you know. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, my, my, my son, Dylan, he may come to me within, you know, he may ask 10 times within the matter of 15 minutes, Daddy, iPad. This is the Tekken Sprock for iPad. Daddy, iPad. iPad. I'm just like, no, Dylan. Daddy, iPad. <laughs> and then he goes away. <coughs> and then like literally 10 seconds, Daddy, iPad. I'm like, no, Dylan. I said, no. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Yes, man. He wears me down. He like, I mean, he grinds me to the bone. I'm just like, I'm like, after a while, I'm just like, you know, that woman that was petitioning to the judge, you know, give me my land back. I'm like, okay, get your iPad. Yeah, you can take it. And uh, I, I don't always do that. I don't, I just want to make sure that you don't judge my parenting skills based on that. Um, so <laughs> I sometimes, I sometimes give in. I just want to, you know, underline that right over there. He gets his way. Because I actually don't have any good reason as to why I shouldn't give the iPad to him. So I'm like, okay, all right, fine, all right. You haven't watched the iPad today. Fine, you can, you can do so. And so this is really important, and this is really what it gets down to, you know, the heart of what Jesus wants us to, to be asking is that we, we need to be petitioning, man. We need to be asking Jesus for those specific things, specific things we need to be asking. At the start of the Lord's Prayer, as uh, Shettle covered, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Jesus is actually um, taking a pre-existing prayer that was around that time in the rabbinic circles called the, the Kaddish, right? Rabbinic is the, the rabbis in those times, they, they had a specific prayer called the Kaddish. I'm not going to go into great detail about it. You guys can, can look up that on, on Google or ChatGPT, which, whichever you prefer. And it's, it's pretty much word for word, this prayer that they would have been familiar with. 
But Jesus adds the distinctive over here. He says, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins. And the distinctive voice of Jesus is personal and it's relational. He's saying the Father wants to help you with your problems. He wants to forgive you your sins and he wants to provide you your daily bread. He wants to make it personal. It's, it's not just about, you know, again, Shetel did a great job in just helping us understand who God is, our Father, what He's done, the great Creator in heaven, and that He is holy. But this line over here reminds us that God wants to make it personal with us. It's like God, you know, you can actually come to the foot of Jesus and to God's, in God's presence and actually ask, Lord, this is actually what I need right now, and you know this is what I need. So let's just be praying for that. It's, it's, it's completely okay, guys, to be praying for the necessary things, but also the luxury things. That's okay as well, too. Uh, you know, but don't, ex- don't expect God to give you all those luxury items every single time. I mean, praying for your bread and having Nutella on it every day, forget about it. For those who don't know what Nutella is, it's this fancy chocolate spread from Switzerland. <clears throat> I know Kitty loves it. She always has it when she goes to you know, these French places with crepes and so on. But I, I know, so this is, this is really, don't expect your bread when you ask for it every day to have Nutella on it. And, and, and because, you know, God knows what's good for us and what's not. Too much Nutella is not a good thing, all right? Pardon my illustration. Um, there's going to be a times where you also, you know, there's going to be kind of a place where you're kind of sitting in a place where you're heartbroken about prayers that haven't been answered. Who in the house hasn't had any answers, prayer, uh, any prayers answered? Anyone over here? I think we can all probably raise our hands. I don't, I don't think anyone's exempt from that. There'll be times where you're going to feel like, God, where are you? It's going to be also like, you know, at times it's going to be very arbitrary the way that God answers prayers. It's like, it's like a bit of a hit and miss. You're like, ah, I've been praying for this, and then God comes through. And I've been praying for that. God comes through. It doesn't come through. And it almost feels like, you know, there's this, there's no algorithm to it. You know, the data scientists in the house, color and Mac and these guys, you will know what I'm talking about, like an algorithm. There's no algorithm to Jesus' way or God's way of answering prayers. And um, so my beautiful wife, Christelle, will in two weeks' time, she is beautiful. Yes, I keep saying that. It's <laughs> winning some points over here. Um, so, you know, you know, in two weeks' time, Christelle's going to be preaching on the, the unanswered prayer. And I really want to encourage you to be that. There's going to be an extract out of a book that she's going to be sharing from that uh, in, in what happened in our lives and uh, so she was on her deathbed in 2007. A miraculous turn of events had happened after praying, but she still has a drop foot as a consequence of her accident. And uh, we've been wrestling with this for 17 years now uh, that we've been married or almost married and just praying God, like, we've been praying for this for a long time. Where is our breakthrough? Where is our breakthrough? And I want to I illustrate um, this, this morning with a, with a traffic light um, Ethan, if we can just bring up that, uh, that traffic light picture. There you see it behind me. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be taking us through just a bit of an illustration this morning on the traffic light. So sometimes our prayers, sometimes our prayers are like a, a, a green light on the traffic, um, uh, traffic light, right? Sometimes you get it like instant. It's like maybe a few hours, days, or maybe less than a week. You're praying for something and boom, it, yeah, there's breakthrough. Is like this, okay, wow, I, I didn't really have to. You were standing in faith for it, but it happened much quicker than maybe you expected. Then you get amber light or the orange light, 
type of, of prayer where you're praying, you're waiting, you, you're persevering, and it might be a few weeks, a few months, maybe up to a year that you've been waiting for something, and then bang, something comes through, and it is, thank you, Lord, for answering my prayers. But then you get the red light scenario, right? That's the red light where you might feel that God is saying no over your situation. It might be that you've been praying for many, many months. Maybe you've been praying for years. And and it might even be that you've been praying for decades for something in your life to happen, a breakthrough to occur. And um, it might be a health issue, a financial issue. And you're just like, God, I I just don't think, I I guess it's just a no. Why why wouldn't God want to have me prosper in my finances? Why wouldn't God want... My, my situation, my health situation to change for myself, my family member, or whatever it is. Why? What, what is it? What, God, why, are you, why, do you, why do you feel God is saying no in this situation? And I want to encourage you in those times to hold on to God's love. To hold on to God's love in those times where you feel like you're getting a no, when you feel like you're in this red traffic light prayer season. I want you guys to hold on. Don't let up. Trust God. He loves you. He's caring for you. And in those times, just hold on to his love. I just want to tell you a personal story about a situation where I had to to love as a father, as God loves loves us. Uh, Dylan, my oldest son, was born almost 10 years ago now. I can't believe it. Time flies by so quickly. He was born with an extra 21 chromosome resulting in, in he, was, he was diagnosed with Down syndrome. And uh, kids who have Down syndrome usually have heart complications. And uh, 60% of them usually do, and he was no different from that statistic, or at least he fell within that, that range of, of, of stats that he did have a complication with the heart. And so, um, so the doctors uh, came to explain to Christa and myself what, what procedure they were going to be doing uh, to operate on his heart. And, and I can just imagine trying to explain to Dylan and he was four months old, um, that what, what is about to happen. So the doctor said to us, who set us down, they showed us a picture of a heart, and they went through all this <clears throat> very um, high terminology in, 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 in uh, medical terms and said they're going to close the ductus valve and they're going to sew up uh, the walls between chambers one and two, and also there's a large hole between chambers three and four, and, and I'm just like... Uh, I mean, just like, if I had tried to explain that to Dylan, at the age of four, he would have, we would have just had a blank stare on his face. It would have been overly complex to explain to him what was about to happen at that point in time. So if we can just bring up a few pictures from Dylan. Um, this was straight, uh, well, yeah, that was, that was a week after. Um, that was a few days after. And this was straight after the operation. Uh, he, at four months old, uh, again, open heart surgery, and they just went in, and he's, some of you may see him, he's got a big cut down his chest, and, um, and that, that was, uh, you know, straight after his surgery, um, he, um, he was in pain, man, he, he, you can imagine, going for a heart surgery, he was in pain, and uh, all that I could do as a father, it was, would have been too complex to explain to him, what happened to you, Dylan? All that I could do at that time is I could pick him up hold him in my arms, and just love him. That's the only thing I could have done at that time where he was experiencing pain and anguish. He would have not been able to understand the explanation that I gave him about what has happened, why it's happened, and what took place. 
And in the same way, guys, we're going to go through circumstances in our lives where we, we feel like we have no answer for. It's too complex for us to fathom. And I, and I want to just encourage you guys to find yourself in the loving arms of the Father. Trust and believe that God is in control. Hold, let him hold you. Let him love you. Let him care for you. I think the world and, and all the complexities of it and the, and the people and the, and the intricacies of life are just too complex for us to understand sometimes. You might think we're smart and yeah, we pride ourselves in thinking we're intelligent, but... <laughs> God's got a bigger plan, greater than our mere mortal minds can comprehend. And so I want to encourage us this morning to find ourselves in the loving arms of the Father. When we find ourselves in a red traffic light scenario, when you feel like there's a no in your life. So you're going to th- you, you might be asking, I'll be like, well, that's, that's fine, Matthew, but tell me how. I'm glad you ask. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you understand how to find yourselves in the loving arms of the Father. Four points this morning of how to do that. First of all, I want to encourage you guys to be praying with others. Let's be praying with others. It's the best way to seek the Father's love. In your connect groups, for those who are not in connect groups, guys, I really want to encourage you to be in a connect group. It is extremely important. It's an extended family. It's a place where you can feel loved, cared for, and it's it's important to be a part of this church relationally, and that is that is the connect group. We use that as a as, as, a, as a place, a safe place for you to be a part of. I want to encourage you guys to, for those who haven't been or, or were part of, I want to invite you back again. Let's join connect groups where people can pray for you in your situation where you're going through. Those tough times, those things that you're struggling with. Come to our, our, our monthly prayer events that are happening in this church. Come forward at the end of the service or during the last song to be prayed for. We want to pray for you and, 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 and pray a Lord's blessing over you. Secondly, I want us to pray incrementally. Don't just pray all the way to the top of the staircase. Take one step at a time when you pray. You're praying for a friend to come to salvation who doesn't know Jesus yet, and uh, you're praying the same prayer all the time, like, Father, I pray that he may get to know you as his personal Lord and Savior. That's great and all, but pray, pray incrementally, saying, Father, I pray the next time that I meet this person, I pray that you will create an opportunity for me to be able to speak into his life, share a testimony of what you're doing in my life. Let that be the incremental step toward you seeing breakthrough take place in an area that you've been standing in faith for for a very long time. Thirdly, let's learn to pray God's promises. In my own life, I just realized that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not praying for specific things many times. I'm praying, Lord, thank you for today. Bless me. Bless my family. Bless you. And I'm like, and, and Lord's like, no, I was, I was convicted. It's like, pray specific prayers. Pray for specific things that you want. And you might think, oh, but Lord's, the Lord's not interested in, in my prayers. He's not interested in the details. And I want to tell you this morning, he is very interested in the details. He is very interested in you. In Luke 12, verses 7, it says this, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid you are worth more than sparrows. God knows the number of hairs on your head. That is how interested he is in you. 
I want you, when you petition to God, petition with Scripture, keep God accountable to His Word. You might feel like, what? Keeping God accountable to His Word? Yeah. Moses did it. Moses did it when he came down Mount Sinai. He had the Ten Commandments in his hand. He saw the Israelites busy worshiping this golden calf. God said, that's it. I'm done. These guys, I'm going to obliterate them from the earth. I'm going to wipe them out. Sick and tired of these Israelites. You know, they just, I mean, honestly, God was just going for it. He was burning red hot with anger. And Moses is like, whoa, whoa, no, God, slow down, slow down. Exodus 32 verses 9 to 14. I'm not going to go through in detail. But he's like, God, God, whoa, 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 slow down. I, I know they are worshiping another God. And I know that they are not doing something that's in line with your desires for them. But what are the Egyptians going to say? They're going to say that you brought them out into the desert to annihilate them, to destroy, to destroy them. And I, and I came to Pharaoh pleading that I wanted to go to the wilderness to worship you, and, and now you annihilate them. What are they going to say? What is that going to say about your legacy, God? And this one really gets me. He said, God, don't forget the promises that you made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that I will make your descendants as many as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. That was the promise that God made to Abraham. And after Moses had reminded God of his own promises, there wasn't scripture at that time. You know, he just, you know, Moses could remember what was written from before and was being passed on to him. And God he subsided, and he said, okay, I'll give them another chance. Guys, you might be standing today in faith, believing for your finances, for a job. Media team, you don't have the scripture over here. But I want you to pray. When you pray in petition, pray like this and pray scripture. Say, God, in your word, it says in Philippians 4, verses 19, and this is... and." Uh, and the same God who takes care of, of me will supply all my needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 10, 22, the blessings of the Lord make a, a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 8 says, and God will generously provide all that we need. Guys, petition to God. Say in his word, Lord, I, this is what your word says, man. I want to see breakthrough take place in my life. I'm not satisfied with my situation. Lord, I, this is what I want to pray. And I want to see breakthrough, man. I want to see you come through for my finances, for my relationships, for my health. Guys, this is so important. Bring our prayers to the Lord. Let's bring scripture and say, Lord, I'm not satisfied I'm not satisfied. I want to see my child saved. I want to see those finances break through. I want to see that house. Lord, you said you will provide. You said it in your word, Lord. Go on your hands and your knees and you petition to the Lord and say, this is what your word says, Lord. I want to see breakthrough. I've had enough, Lord. I want to see breakthrough. And I want to challenge you guys. Sorry, I'm getting a bit heated over here. <laughs> I just, I'm so excited about this, guys, because I know, I know you are going to see breakthrough in your life when you pray 
this prayer, standing on God's word, believing and trusting for breakthrough to take place, praying with others, pray incrementally, praying his word, and finally, pray consistently. I'm going to invite the band to come up. Sorry, guys, I'm taking a bit longer than usual. Let's pray consistently. I want to bring that small little video clip of, of dominoes. Let's make sure, guys, that every time we pray, let's make sure that we are, we, we are stacking a domino every single time. We're going to be stacking a domino every time we pray and we bring it before the Lord. Lord, I'm not happy about this situation. Another, another domino. Keep bringing dominoes. Keep bringing dominoes. Keep bringing dominoes. Pray. Bring Bring your, your, your prayers to the Lord. And every time you do so, you stack another domino. And I believe that there's going to come a time, you might be praying for many years, many months, many decades, and there's going to be a time when you stack one more domino and you're going to see that knock-on effect. Boom. And God's going to answer your prayers. This morning when we go into worship, I'm going to invite people forward. For those that are in a a red light prayer scenario in their event, in their lives, where you might be praying and desiring more and more of God. Let's just stand up right now, guys, and let's uh, let's start praising the Lord this morning. I really trust and believe that as we stack each domino, we will see a breakthrough take place. It might be many years from now, and that's okay. The Lord is doing something in your heart this morning. He is doing something in your heart. Short story, Queen Bertha from England in Kent in the sixth century. She was a Christian. Her husband, who was the king at that time, wasn't. He was in the town of Kent. And uh, he built a chapel for her telling her she can go and do her prayer thing and her church thing. For 17 years, Queen Bertha was pray, praying for her husband, Ethelbert. She was praying for his salvation. And it took 17 years before that happened. 597 AD, a bunch of monks came to England, preached the gospel, and this king got saved through that mission that the monks came and did in England. Massive revival happened throughout the whole country and many people came to Christ. Let's show that picture. There you see it behind me. This cathedral exists because of this one woman's prayer for 17 years. The monks that came there, they built the first version of this cathedral over many years. It's been evolving into what it is today. But that, that Queen Bertha thought she, that she was praying for her husband to get saved and she did so for 17 years. But the Anglican church was birthed out of that. What you see today, that chapel, is a part of the Anglican church. And the many lives that that church and that, that part of Christianity has affected, blessed people. It's because of one woman who prayed. And that, that cathedral was, was, was actually built where that old chapel used to be, where Queen Bertha used to have that chapel built by her husband. They built on the same piece of property. For 17 years, she was praying for her husband. 
But she didn't know that she was going to have an impact 1,400 years later still. And guys, you may not understand why you're waiting, why you're anticipating and standing in faith, believing for something. It might be years. It might be 17 years. It might be 20 years. It might be five years that you have been praying for something. But I want us to keep on stacking those dominoes. Keep on stacking those dominoes. And I really believe that God will come through for you in this area. And when he does, it's just going to be crashing down. And you may not be aware of it. You might be praying for someone, a family member, a friend, or whatever it might be. And, and you don't know what's going to be happening in the future. You're not sure that that person's going to be the next evangelist, the next Billy Graham. And I want us to continue to keep on stacking, keep on stacking dominoes. Let's not let up. Let's trust God for breakthrough in our lives. Band, let's, uh, let's sing this morning, but I want to invite people forward this morning. And as every eye is closed right now, every eye is closed in the auditorium, I want you to search your heart this morning. And I want to pray for, for three people that, are, that have been, that are, and that are about to let up, that are maybe in a red traffic light scenario of prayer where you feel like God is saying no. The first group of people that I want to speak to this morning, it might be that you have stopped praying for something that you have been standing in faith for for many years, and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to give up on that. If that's you this morning, I want to invite you forward as we start singing this morning, because I want to pray this morning with you that you reignite your faith in that area, believing that God is still for you. He is not against you, and He wants to see you thrive in that area that you're standing in faith for. The second group of people that I want to pray for is that you, you might just need one more domino again in the stack of dominoes that you have that you've been praying for. You just need some encouragement. You just need someone to pray with you and to believe in standard faith, seeing that that thing that you have been hoping for, that thing you've been praying for, that it will come to pass. The third group of people and I, and I can't determine this this morning, is that the prayer that you pray with me, Christelle, Lynn, Justin, this morning, might be that very last domino needed before you see breakthrough take place. And the thing that you've been standing in faith for for many years and you've been praying for. This prayer this morning could be that very last domino that's needed in order to see the whole stack come crashing down and you see the Lord bring breakthrough this morning. So church, let's not hesitate. Let's not be afraid. Let's not be embarrassed. All of us are standing in faith for something long term. So right now, man, let's continue to worship this morning. And I want to invite you guys forward, guys. Don't miss the opportunity for the Lord to do something in your life. Let's make sure that we stack one more domino this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.